Hi everyone, Joy here. As you guys know, I have started this podcast to share my entrepreneurial journey with everybody and I thought what better way to do that to share other entrepreneurs' journey with everybody. And today I've got a young man on the line here, uh, Morgan. He's from Arizona and he's got multiple companies and one of his biggest ones at the moment is called Cloud HQ. Are you thinking of becoming an entrepreneur but you're not exactly sure if that is for you? Or you have tried a few times but you have failed? Or maybe... You are currently on your journey, but you're not exactly sure you're taking the right path and if you're doing the right things. Follow along on this podcast where I will be sharing my entrepreneurial journey with you all. I will be sharing my successes, my failures, and also my challenges. The best part is I will also be interviewing fellow entrepreneurs that will be sharing their stories and their successes. This is my podcast, Entrepreneurial Journey, and I am Joy Nicholson. Hi, Morgan. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fabulous, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to have this interview with me. I really appreciate that. Uh, do you want to tell people a little bit about you, your background, where do you come from? Just a bit of an introduction so people get to sure. know. Yeah. Thank you. Definitely. So I'm living in Arizona right now. I've, I've kind of jumped around from state to state here in the United States for a little while now. Um, I found Arizona because I really fell in love with the uh, just the business scene that's going on here, the startup space, the direct consumer brands that are popping off here. Um, so I, I moved to Phoenix in January of this year. Uh, I came from San, San Antonio, Texas, where I was working with a small startup, um, working on my agency, working with a few clients there. Um, and so I recently moved to Phoenix, and that allowed me to start a um, or to start to grow my software as a service business. I got connected with a bunch of people here and, and just started asking people for uh, advice on what I could do better, like how to structure the business, things like that. Um, so once I got to Phoenix, things started to go a little bit faster, and, and things started to kind of come together. Um, and since then, it's, it's been going great. So That sounds that's awesome. What's your hobbies? What do you like to do? Part, if, if work aside, entrepreneurial stuff aside, I know you're very busy in that space, but what do you like to do for fun? I love to work. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. <laughs> Honestly, if, if I didn't have to work, I think I would still be working. Um, I just love the process of finding solutions to problems, especially if you can find like a really innovative way of like using a software to do it or automating things, stuff like that. Um, outside of work, I really enjoy reading. I like going on hikes with my dog. I like going to the gym and things like that. Um, but I would say right now, the majority of my time is spent uh, on the business and talking with other people about their business and going to events and things like that. That's fabulous. It becomes you, hey, right? It, it's like it's engraved in your body. You can't get away from it. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Have you always been an entrepreneur or is this something that like bit you along the way as in like as, you, as a little kid, was that something that you always wanted to do or you, you know, as you grow up? Because you're still young, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm still super young. I'm 23. And uh, the entrepreneur spirit has been in me as far back as I can remember. Um, when I was five years old, I remember our family friend had this giant St. Bernard and I would walk it around and charge people to pet this dog. And, you know, I was super young. So I didn't, I didn't know how business worked or how to, you know, I didn't know what value propositions or anything like that were. But uh, as far back as I can remember, I was trying to find ways to make money. My parents instilled that in me really young that I needed to pay for my own self and, and become uh, self-reliant to the extent that, you know, any five-year-old or six-year-old could, whatever toys I wanted to buy and stuff like that. Um, and then all the way up till I was 18, I, I remember starting different businesses. I'd always have like notepads of like, oh, if I uh, were to start mowing lawns around the town, I just need to mow like eight lawns a day for this many days and then I could buy this or, you know, things like that. Um, and then eventually I, I started to wisen up a little bit and I started hanging out with real business people and I started to see how uh, big a business could get and how, uh, how you could structure like a business model to just work like crazy and, and find like almost exploits in, in business models. Uh, and that's where it got really exciting for me is once I started to realize that you can 
uh, build a team, you can automate things and you can multiply your efficiency. So um, as far back as I can remember, and I'm, I'm still going strong. That's awesome. I love it. Your family, are they entrepreneurs or is this, are you like going rogue from your family? Yeah. Yeah. My whole family is uh, entrepreneurs. My mom has a consulting business. Uh, she works in the transportation industry. Uh, my dad has had several businesses in the past and he, and he travels around the, uh, the West coast of the United States right now working, working for a family business. Nice. That's awesome. So you've, it, it's definitely in your blood. You can't run away from it. <laughs> what is the first business that you've tried? The first business, I would say the first legitimate business I tried was an e-commerce store. Um, at the time, I was seeing a lot of people posting pictures of like million dollar watches and, you know, $500,000 cars and just these crazy products and stuff like that. And I thought if, if there was a way for me to get into a business where I could just be around these types of things and like wear these watches and drive these cars and things like that, like that would be amazing. Um, and so I, I started off actually selling like really cheap uh, watches and bracelets and things like that just as a way to get in the space. Um, I learned really early on that e-commerce wasn't something that I was passionate about um, because it's so much about just putting out uh, like putting out ads to the world, trying to get people to buy products, shipping them out. Like it, there just wasn't enough happening for me to really find an interest in it. Uh, but it was a really good introduction to the marketing world, like to the digital marketing space and starting to learn what strategies other people are using. And then I continued to see the scale that people were able to operate at. Like there was people that were spending a hundred million dollars a year on uh, Facebook and Google ads and things like that. And I just thought that was, fascinating um and i at the time i like i didn't know a whole lot about online business i didn't know how to start a business or how to run a business or anything like that and i figured if i started a marketing agency it would give me the opportunity to work with a wide range of different companies and see what was working for them um so that was kind of my strategy in the beginning like the first business that i was actually able to support myself off of um, and quit my full-time job was a uh, marketing agency where I was doing consulting for different brands. And that was really cool because I actually had the opportunity to go out and experiment uh, with other people's money to see what was working for them. And then on the side, I would try out things on my own and stuff like that. <laughs> that that's talking like a true entrepreneur, not using your own money to make money. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love the fact that you've tried the e-commerce world because everybody not everybody, but a lot of the people that I interviewed, that was their first point of getting into the marketing space. That was mine as well. And it's amazing how you learn from something like that. That's really, really cool. Uh, what, how do you advertise your business at the moment? It's all referral based, actually. Um, I don't spend any money on advertising. I Early on, I started building a network of people. So as I said, like those people that I was were seeing posting pictures of these watches and these cars and stuff, I would always reach out to them and ask them, like, is there anything that I could do to help uh, with your business in exchange, like you just give me some pointers on what like maybe I should do in my business. Um, and so I started reaching out to a lot of people and having conversations like that. Um, and I was very fortunate that uh, throughout that process, I didn't realize it at, at the time, but when you're really active on social media, especially in like Facebook groups and stuff, like there's a permanence to your content that just sticks around. So even like today, there's still posts of uh, like tips or tricks that I found from like a year ago that people will comment on and stuff like that. So um, I've kind of built a uh, like a collection of content on like in different Facebook groups and on social media that people find and stumble across. And then I'm having a bunch of conversations in like Facebook Messenger and uh, those people, for whatever reason, like whenever they're having a conversation with somebody about influencer marketing, they just always want to connect me with them. Um, and so it's, it's worked out really well. It's, it's all referral based. Uh, and honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way because it's such a uh, natural way to have a conversation with somebody to discuss the possibility of helping them run their business. 
Yeah, I completely agree. It is. And the power of social media is incredible. And the power of groups is incredible. And so you use groups. To, do you have your, I'm assuming you've got your own groups that you like share content in and do crazy, you know, marketing things in your groups. Yeah. So I don't own any groups myself, but I, I got connected with somebody that uh, he had, I think he had like four or five different groups all related to digital marketing. I'm sure you've heard of most of them, like Facebook ad buyers, influencer marketing, ad leaks, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I started talking to the guy who created all of those groups. And I was like, you know, I'm already posting a lot of content about this. Like if you would be open to making me a moderator on this group, uh, I can like, I can make it a more dedicated uh, role for me. Like I can post consistently each week and stuff like that. And so I did that for a little while, like as I was building these connections and stuff. And then I was spending so much time in the group that he ended up making it uh, an admin of the group where I would kind of like curate the content that was going in there. Um, and so I was able to, uh, I, I can't take full credit because I think Facebook groups just anyways were growing. Even without me, I think the group would have grown. Uh, but we took the group from 3000 subscribers all the way up to like, I think we're at 13,000 group members right now. Wow. Um, and, and so it grew pretty quickly and that was over the, over the span of about a year and a half. So, um, that group and then a handful of other groups were like, I would know the, uh, the admins in it or something like that. And I would just post consistent content. I love it. That's something that I do as well. And I have a lot of people that they reach out to me like, but I don't have traffic. I'm like, the traffic is there. Just go reach out to the traffic. That's all you need to do. It's there. <laughs> what is the struggles that you face? Um, on this journey? What is your biggest challenge or your struggle that you've been facing in the last couple of years? Hmm, that's a great question. There's a lot of struggles. I think any new business and any new business person, you're going to learn a lot of things about yourself and you're going to really quickly figure out where your weaknesses are. And I would say in, in the last two years, that's been my main focus is figuring out where I'm weak and trying to find other people to replace me in those roles. Um, <clears throat> so one example would be like uh, having conversations with people that I need to, um, like if I need to book an interview with somebody or something like that, like I'm not the best at like following up or being consistent or uh, I'm not very punctual when it comes to sending those emails and, and following up with people. Um, so very early on, I started hiring people to manage those types of things for me. Any copy, copywriting that I needed done, any like website edits or, and things like that. Um, really early on, I knew it wasn't for me. So I started hiring people to do stuff like that. Um, and so I would say the biggest struggle is just consistently being honest with myself about what I'm the best at doing and what somebody else could probably do a better job at me at doing. Uh, and it really just comes down to being brutally honest with yourself and, you know, with myself and asking the, the hard questions of like, is this something that uh, if I spend five hours on it, would it make more sense for me to hire somebody that it would take two hours to do or something like that where they've done it a hundred times? Or is it worth it for me to actually sit down and learn how to do it so that I can continue doing it in the future? Um, and those types of questions are tough because when you're working on any bootstrap business and all my businesses have been bootstrapped, any bootstrap business, you're constantly looking at your finances and your bank account. And like you want to make sure like, can I hire, can I afford to hire this person? Can I afford to keep this? Like how long can I employ this person and things like that? Um, and it really just came down for me to looking at what I thought my time was worth and what I could find somebody else to do a way better job at me, um, for, and then be being willing to pay that hourly amount, which oftentimes is significantly more than like you could hire a, a local employee, like a 15 to 20 hour, uh, $20 an hour person for like, there's some people that I've paid like $180 an hour, $150 an hour, like these enormous amounts. And like the biggest struggle has been making those decisions and then maintaining that over time. Because like, I know in the, the back of my head, like this person is significantly better at this than me and it's going to prove to be worth it in the future. That's 
that is such a great advice. I did the RFI challenge. You probably know the RFI challenge. And a, one of the very first lessons that you learn is not doing the how, but the who. Who do you employ to do that something for you? And I've been dealing with your with your virtual assistant, Jen. And she's fabulous, by the way. Let me just yeah, Jen is amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really, really cool. Uh, okay, so at the moment, you are, you've got a few businesses that you're doing. But what is your mission at the moment? What is your main focus, your main business at the moment? And what's your mission on that business? <clears throat> Yeah, so Cloud HQ is my main focus right now. Um, for those of uh, those of the people listening that may not know what it is, uh, Cloud HQ is basically an influencer marketing platform that I created to make it easier for brands to find and connect with influencers on social media. Um, I became really fascinated with the influencer space because I realized there was tricks that you could um, circumvent parts of the marketing funnel process or like the customer acquisition process by finding people that were really credible in the space already. Um, so I kind of fell in love with the influencer marketing space because I saw how quickly you could do that and how, how you could build personalities behind brands. And that would add like a, uh, like a magic, magic dust on a business. Like even when you look at it in terms of like what you could get acquired for, like, uh, investment opportunities, things like that, like having ambassadors, having celebrities or micro influencers, like anybody that's super credible on board with your business is a huge value add. Um, and so I be became really fascinated with that. And then that's how cloud HQ started. Um, so that's my biggest focus right now. And then working on making it easier for creators to actually work with brands, um, working with brands to make it easier for them to work with creators and basically just trying to, uh, close all of the loops in, in the areas where it's just really difficult to, uh, spend money on influencer marketing. It is a, it's a fascinating term because influencer marketing is very, um, it's free. Basically, if you use it right, it's free. It's just reaching out to people. So with your business, do you have tips and tricks for people to reach out to people with? You know, because it's, it's not always easy. If you're like a rookie and you're starting out in all of this, you don't have the money for traffic, et cetera. And I mean, at some point, everybody has been there. How do you, do you actually teach people to do that? Is that what your main aim in your, in your group or your business? Yeah, so the group is mostly used for connecting with influencers, like brands will post their opportunity for influencers and influencers will see and connect with them. Um, I personally don't think that's the best way that a brand should be finding influencers. And there's, uh, there's basically a checklist that you need to go through before you start reaching out to people because you don't want to waste a lot of time reaching out to people that aren't going to promote it anyways. Um, and so I would say the, the first thing that any brand should do is really uh, look at their product and look at what value they're offering to their customers and seeing if it rationally makes sense. Like if you were in the influencer shoes, like would you take this opportunity? And a lot of people tend to not think about that when they're asking an influencer to promote like a $15 Alibaba product or something like that. They just, they have an expectation that anybody should share their products because well, they spent the time to reach out. Um, and so the first step is really just making sure that like you have a product that people want to promote. Uh, and I'm not trying to bash like e-commerce stores or anything like that, but uh, I think it's easy to assume that influencers should be grateful for everything that you offer them. Like you're the person with the money, all this stuff. Um, where really what it comes down to is the influencer actually feeling like they have a connection with you and feeling like they can actually add value to the, the business that uh, you're growing and the, the products that you're selling to people. And then after that, like it really comes down to volume and automating as much as you can. So a lot of influencers aren't going to reply to you. If you send a thousand messages to influencers, like not all 1000 people are going to reply to you. Probably like 300 people are going to reply. And those are, uh, that's the data that I've seen at least when you're sending emails to influencers is about 30% should reply. Uh, if it's a solid offer. Um, and so then it's at that point about automating as much of those parts as you can, um, finding ways that you can reach out to a bunch of people quickly, uh, finding ways you can track the people that you've reached out to so you can follow up with them, you know, decently quickly afterwards. Um, and then storing the data so that you can, um, basically when you aggregate enough data, you're able to 
able to make the more informed decisions that allow you to scale even further and, and make more money with your influencer marketing. I think it's a fabulous idea, Morgan. I'm obviously, I, I really think this is an amazing, an amazing idea. I have a few people that I'm going to send your way because I know that you can help them. It's really, really cool. I appreciate it. So apart from money, what is your driving factor? What is that thing that drives you to your success? That is a wonderful question. I think, so money is, when I was young, money was a really big motivator because I saw these really expensive things and I thought that was just the coolest thing in the world. Uh, and really quickly, I realized that there's, money is very limited in the amount of fulfillment that it can give you. Um, but the one thing that I've always relied on to give me motivation and help me, you know, when I need to wake up at five o'clock in the morning to go through 15 meetings in a single day, like those types of days, uh, it really comes down to knowing that a problem that exists today can be solved by one person. Like if you find a unique solution to it and you just put it out to the universe, like they'll start to catch on and like they build a, um, they stick around for a longer period of time and then other people start to adopt your ideas. And I just think that's really cool. Like I think the fact that we're able to solve problems through pixels on the screen and automations and softwares and stuff like that compared to 50 years ago when you had to build like machines and like you had, to, like you actually physically had to build things. Uh, I think it's really fascinating that we have the opportunity to do that in today's day and age. Um, and I, I think it would be, I would feel really bad if I wasted that potential and that opportunity, uh, not working or not trying to solve people's problems or, or not finding creative solutions to things. Um, and so, so for me, it really just comes down to finding ways that you can contribute to something that people are focused on. Um, and then just doing it as fast as you can, and like as much as you can, basically like trying to scale those things. Like I'm really fascinated by how things change when they get bigger and how you can expand uh, like customer bases or products or brand personalities and things like that. Um, but it all comes back to actually solving like an individual problem. I love it. That is absolutely fantastic. You're obviously placed on this earth to serve people. And I'm so happy that you are actually doing it because that sounds, that's, that's really, really awesome stuff. Now, one, one last question statement type thing. If you, if you can have one piece of advice that you will give, and start, I can I say, startup entrepreneurs, what would that piece of advice be? Because sometimes, you know, you start out this journey and it's really hard because as entrepreneurs, you think you just jump in and it's easy and it's not easy. So what is that one piece of advice that you will give somebody that's just starting out in this game? Mm -hmm. uh, I would say find as much information as you can and consume it as fast as possible. Um, Everything that we're working on online, if you have an online business or, you know, a, a local business or something like that, it comes down to finding the ways that you can exploit a, uh, a way of doing something. Um, and the only way you're going to find those, you can either experiment and do it by trial and error, or you can just start consuming content as fast as possible and trying to test things as fast as possible. Uh, but the best way you can do that is by learning from other people's mistakes rather than going through a bunch of mistakes yourself. Um, so I read a ton of books. I read a ton of blogs. I watch a ton of interviews on YouTube with people. I listen to podcasts all the time. Uh, and that's been a huge factor for me is because I, like when you learn it from somebody else, like you may not get the pain of failing or like screwing something up, but you like, you still get the information. Like you still understand that like, okay, if you do these three things that usually equals this, uh, and that's a much faster and more logical way of going about doing things rather than putting yourself through all this pain because that's like the noble thing to do or like, you know, the thing that everybody in, in movies says that they did and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so I would say just start consuming content faster and consuming information faster and just relentlessly seek answers that are uh, 
revolving around the problems that you're trying to solve personally. So if you're working on like your finances, like if you can't figure out how to get out of credit card debt, if you're trying to figure out how to set up like a Facebook ad campaign or do like a YouTube video sales letter or something like that, like just start typing stuff into Google and search as many things as you can possibly think of. And like answers will just start to present themselves. Um, and so I would say that's the biggest piece of advice because there's so much information out there and there's so much, uh, there's so many people that are offering their experience for free. Like you, for example, like you're doing this podcast and people listen to it and like they learn from your mistakes. And like, that's, that's so insane because if like the alternative is you sit down and read books and I enjoy reading books too, but like the, there's so many different types of content and information that there's no excuse to not be constantly trying to better understand things and learn things. Yeah. I love it. That's, that's amazing advice. I really, really love that. Okay. So where can people find you? You know, what's the biggest um, outreach that they can do? Do you have an email? Do you have a, you know, Facebook group? Where can people find you? Sure. Yeah. So my email is Morgan at marketboost.biz. Uh, or you could reach out on my agency website. It's marketboost.biz. If you're interested in checking out the platform, it's cloudhq.com. Uh, and then the Facebook group that I'm, I'm pretty active in is called Influencer Marketing on Facebook. It's got about 13,000 members right now. Um, and that's an awesome place. If you're looking to connect with like other business owners, other influencers, like if you're just looking to learn more and kind of stay up to date with what's happening in the industry, uh, Facebook groups are amazing. Yes. It's, it's a new upcoming thing. Facebook groups are actually, Facebook is actually favoring Facebook groups these days. That's yeah. awesome. We will definitely drop your links on the bottom of this podcast. Thank you so much, Morgan. I think you're a great inspiration. Um, I just have to put it out here because I feel like I'm old, but you know, you're 23 and you are at so much proven success and that's fantastic. And um, I'm happy that you are doing what you're doing because you're obviously helping a lot of people and that's fabulous. So thank you for you and thank you for your time. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I'm doing my best and I, I'm learning every day. So uh, I can only hope for a better tomorrow. Ah, definitely. <laughs> Thank you. Talk soon. Thanks. Okay. Bye.